Loreheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. I am Rebecca. And I'm John. And I am Mark. Uh, today we are talking about the rogue assassin Akali, which is pretty exciting. She's our first ninja in the lore, and um, I feel like as we keep going through, we are going to be coming back to this group a lot. Her lore is tied in with so many champions, and I think this is the first time we've really had that. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. First ninja, but second assassin, I guess, technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, lore-wise, she's an assassin yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> but also game-wise. Uh, Akali was released on May 11th, 2010, so actually really close to Ari. Um, so we get our uh, like lore shit from two different places the official like riot universe page and we also john discovered an extensive amount of stuff in the league of legends wiki which is incredible if you are interested in learning literally every single thing about yes. every champion <laughs> very very good can't it recommend is gargantuan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gargantuan is the right word uh so the official universe has her bio it also has a, a Tales of Runeterra video called The Lesson, which that was released in April of 2020. So that was actually recent. Yeah, that was for Legends of Runeterra. That was when they were doing all their trailers for that. Yeah. There's also two short stories, Leaving Wa- Waylay. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I thought I it know. I, thought I think right. Awaken actually is on Universe. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, there's two <laughs> short stories. There's Leaving Waylay and The Bow in the Kunai, which is... Very long. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. They also tie in the Awakened video, which she's in for, like, 10 fucking seconds. I was really, like, I rewatched it because I know I've seen it before. And I kept, like, waiting, like, oh, is Akali? No. Is Akali going to appear? No, she's not here either, huh? It's Where's very, <laughs> It's very, like, uh, it's following, like, that move or that uh, that cinematic follows several stories that are referenced in other parts of Akali's lore. Okay. I didn't recognize any of them, but I watched it before I read any of the lore, which was my, maybe my mistake. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'd seen it before like, reading the lore and after, and I really enjoyed rewatching it after with all the little, like, ooh, I kind of, I, I know what's going on. You have the context, right? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the videos are always really fun, but there's, like, such an added layer to them if you actually know what's happening. Even just playing the game and knowing that aspect makes it more exciting. But I kept waiting for her to appear in the Jin section Mm -hmm. because I know that she's tied to that story, but it had nothing to do with her. Um, The wiki, however, also has this uh, really short video just called Akali, which is from a 2018 Thunderdome project. (laughs) Yeah, I thought Um, that was really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's random. (laughs) Yeah, so Thunderdome, for people who don't know, is a like a project that Riot does every year and in three days different teams group up and try to create something and they kind of have like a it it sounded it always sounded like a science fair to me to be honest at the end basically what it was (laughs) everyone um you know shows what they've just made and I'm excited to talk about that later because both John and Mark have participated in Thunderdome while they worked at Riot so I've not done Thunderdome I will say I never did Thunderdome yeah oh Um, I, I, I regret it. It's, it's like a massive regret that I never <laughs> oh. did it. Oh, we'll have our own Thunderdome <laughs> so, one day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love stuff like that where you just kind of like 
just pile in and try to do something ridiculous in a short span of time. It's a good opportunity to like, they let you step away from your normal job duties and they're like, you don't need to do something that's tied to your job. Just literally anything that you think could add player value, spend the next three days working on it. It was a really, it was really cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, We had a Thunderdome mug uh, that I broke (laughs) very recently a week ago. (laughs) I felt so bad because it was our last piece of Riot merchandise I hadn't destroyed. (laughs) I've got my (laughs) t-shirts. I'm wearing one right now. You are. Uh, The other thing the wiki had are uh, six issues of a Zed comic that John and Mark read and I didn't because they're titled Zed, not a colleague. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. That's a fair point. I'm not going to argue. Know. I know she's in them. And I know you guys want to talk about that. So we'll get to that. But first, John's going to give us a summary of Akali's bio so we know who the fuck it is we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, we'll just do a quick little synopsis here. So Akali was born into the Kinko Order, who are basically the self-appointed keepers of Ionia's sacred balance. <laughs> They follow three fundamental principles, which are impartiality, judgment, and the elimination of imbalance, or as they refer to them in the order, watching the stars, coursing the sun, and pruning the tree. Now, her mother, uh, Mayim Jomen Tathai, is the fist of the shadow, and she raised Akali along with her partner, Tano. Uh, She studied with Kenan who is my favorite character, (laughs) uh, and learned speed and agility and shuriken technique. Um, Before she was old enough to join the order, though, because she was working to kind of take over for her mother as the Fist of the Shadow, a wayward acolyte named Zed returned. He wrested power from Master Kusho, who was the Eye of the Twilight and kind of headed up the order in a bloody coup and transformed the Kinko Order into the Order of Shadow. Akali fled with her mom, Shen, Kenan, and a handful of others. Uh, Shen took over for Master Kusho as the Eye of the Twilight, and they started to rebuild the Kinko Order. Uh, When she turned 14, she began training in earnest to succeed her mother as the Fist of Shadow. She mastered the Kama and the Kunai, um, but unlike a lot of the other acolytes, she didn't have any magical ability. Uh, About this time is when Noxus was kind of attacking Ionia, and the Kinko and Order of Shadow had kind of made an uneasy alliance to deal with the Noxian invasion of Ionia. Um, But she saw her homeland basically suffering and felt like they weren't doing enough to prune the tree, which would require eliminating everyone who was threatening the balance. Uh, She thought Shen was too pacifist, and she was tired of sitting back and watching. So she was trained as an assassin, so she left the order to maintain balance her own way by pruning the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-da. Killing bitches. Killing bitches left and right. (laughs) Pushing up days. Yeah, how did everyone feel about the bio? I liked it. It was, um, like... A little tropey as far as like a story goes, but I I definitely related to Akali in feeling like anger at people who are kind of sitting around and watching others take over and doing nothing about it. <laughs> Not at all relevant to any current situation <laughs> happening. Um, but yeah, I definitely found that that anger really relatable. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I I like it. I think there's a lot of names. There's a lot of lore. I think like the, nearly the first half is very much not about Akali and it's very much more setting up all of the pieces it feels like I guess like we've got a lot of like I said we got a lot of names to drop we've got a lot of relationships to kind of put on the plate 
like oh we gotta really make sure we understand what's happened with Zed and Shen at least at the base so we can then start talking about Akali and kind of what she wants um definitely they, she's a she's a champion who requires a lot of context yes <laughs> and yeah. i think since she was first alphabetically that's the story we get the context in is her bio yeah, yeah i feel like who do you think would be the best champion to start with in entering this story do you think it would be shen maybe i think yeah. he's i was just curious it was interesting to yeah, come from i think honestly st- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, probably not gonna lie. Start starting from the Zed comic is probably uh. a good place because that's that starts with Shen and Zed as children. Mm. Okay, um, so you two really liked the comics. Do you kind of want to start talking there? Because there is like there's a lot going on in Akali's backstory. She kind of has her own little universe, and it was it was neat. I really felt like immersed in it as I got into the short stories, particularly the really long one, which mm. was the bow and the kunai. Yeah, kunai, really fleshed kunai? it out nice. Kunai, yeah. Kunai. kunai. Yeah. Um, but if it's best to start with because uh, I didn't feel the Zed Shen connection. In one of the short stories, they do mention that Zed was like Shen's BFF and he felt really betrayed and I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, Shen. That sucks, bro. But like, I, I didn't get any of that connection, so... Yeah. We can start with the comics if you guys want to, though. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, did you want to uh, take it away on that one, Mark? Just like a high level, like, do you want to just quickly go through what happens? Spoilers, I guess. Because um, there's a lot of development here, I think. Shin and Zed are a, a classic pair in League of Legends. Like, I think in the old lore, they used to be brothers. They're not now, but they're as close as brothers. So it's kind of the same thing, I guess we'll say. Um, okay. And John, you need to jump in here to remind me, because I... I read, like, the first four, like, right through, and then I waited and I read, like, the last two. So I the first part's a little bit uh, fuzzy. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can do the first part then, and you can take <laughs> over for the latter. Sure, uh, sure. The first part is kind of the non-Akali part anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, the first part starts with just kind of, like, Zed and Shen. Um, Shen is the son of Master Kusho, who's the kind of the head of the Kinko Order. Um, he starts training with Zed. Zed basically was abandoned um, and he's basically a cleaner for for the Kinko. Um, so he was a janitor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, as <laughs> real name? Like a... <laughs> what was his real name? Go, go, Gosa? Gosha? Like yeah. That. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got several names yeah, throughout this. But his, his given name was that. Um, and We'll just call him Zed to avoid confusion because I've had some No, wine, it's like a big deal. And I can't... Yeah. I can't get over him being a janitor. I just really need. Uh, but one day, Kusho's like, "Hey, you, come train with my son." Do you mean Zed? Oh no! No no no! Yeah. Kusho. Kusho was the leader of leader the... of the yeah, and right. saw Zed. Zed, right? Mm-hmm. Who didn't go by that name yet? But saw him. Yeah. And was like, "Hey, come train with my son. You're about the same age." Okay. And that was kind of what he had wanted to do this whole time. Like he was hoping that someone would, like, some master would. Uh, take him under his wing and train him hadn't happened yet he'd been there for a while <laughs> so shen just kind of kicks his ass a bunch and then he refuses to give up and finally kusho's like yeah cool all right you can train with me so they grow up together basically as brothers training best friends and kind of their big first mission together is chasing the the golden demon who turns out to be Jin. Okay. Oh. he's just murdering folks left and right in like big dramatic fashion and horrifying ways um, so they are, and and at this point they didn't know he was actually a person. They legit, everyone legit thought he was a demon. <laughs> so he's hunting them, and uh, 
all sorts of big, big drama uh, <laughs> happens there. <laughs> uh, they do finally like find and capture him, but the whole thing completely changes both of them. Like Shen was, I guess, well known for having being very humorous and outgoing, um, and he became very solemn after this whole thing, just seeing all the murder. Uh, Zed became super disenchanted with the way of the Kinko because when they finally did catch him, he's like, all right, well, we got to kill him now because he's murdered so many people. <laughs> and Kusho was like, now nah, we got to lock him up. Ew, so he's like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and surprise, surprise, he ends up breaking out again. <laughs> yeah, shocking. So the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very Joker-like, yes. especially in his yeah. real elaborate like setups and plots and shit. Like very, um, very Jokery. That's funny. We'll get to that when we get to the gi- to the gin. Oh my god, <laughs> we just watched Wishmaster. Um, to gin, but uh, I always tied him more as uh, Cohen from Bioshock. He's very Cohen. He's too. very Cohen. In from fact, Bioshock. many of his quotes in the comic are just straight up Cohen. Right. I always want to play Bioshock whenever Jin's involved. Interesting. He talks a lot about uh ugly um god what is it uh ugly symmetry you like oh, yeah. you'll see people yeah. and he'll describe them as like ugh, so hideously symmetrical i could make her so beautiful oh he'd love me then i'm not symmetrical at all <laughs> it's like okay maybe a little more symmetry okay, <laughs> all right so zed and shen are, are sad boys sad boys um <laughs> zed eventually comes back and it's like not nah, like when when noxus is invading and no one's doing anything about it he's like no we gotta we gotta do something we can't be passive on this and and kusho refused so uh shen kind of broke in stole some shadow magic murdered kusho and um you know skedaddled zed that which is, is. Why, which is why shen is so upset with him we find out later own. that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> no, there's, there's I don't want to dig too deep into that because I yeah. feel like that will be more exciting to do with yeah. Shen and Zed, which will be like a year and a half from now. Yeah. As but... far as Akali knows, too, that's what happens. Okay. So let's stick with yeah. what Akali knows, I guess. Sure. Yeah. That's actually a good place to, to kind of stop it. I guess, well, the only really thing, other thing, you know, involving Akali is they make a little jaunt uh, because Shen and Zed, Jin breaks out again. Jin gets loose again. <laughs> Right, Shocker. just fucking kill him, dog. Walks out of Arkham Asylum like nobody's fucking business. <laughs> uh, but he's he's out doing his thing. There's a lot of descriptions about people's faces getting turned into flowers. It's really nice. Um, <laughs> but he makes his way to Piltover, uh, and Akali chases after him. This is the one kind of issue I think four. I want to say maybe five, where Akali kind of cameos and for the most part shows up. Uh, at this point, she's left the Kinku Order, which we'll, I guess we'll also get into. Well, I guess what you mentioned in the bio is that she's kind of officially broken with them and is going to do her own thing. Yeah, um, she's, she's, she's the rogue assassin. Yes, rogue, very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but much like how Zed and Shen are teaming up, she's teaming up with Shen to, like, we all, like, Jin is just such a big fucking deal. Um, but she chases him to Piltover, and there's kind of a, a chase of Sh- Shen and Zed following her. Akali gets kind of, gets captured, <laughs> you know, gets a little damseled. <laughs> It's, which you know, I I don't know. It's I I don't normally get too much. I don't get too bothered by it normally. But as someone like, if you were really into a collie, this would feel a little lame. Like, uh, I you know, she's just bait at the end of the day. She's very bad girl in in that way. Mm. Um, I don't know. She 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 helps. She's not like completely like useless. And but it's whatever. I think it underscored. I think they had 
a lot of what they did with Akali was setting her up like she's very impetuous. She rushes in. Yeah. She's less yeah. strategic, um, which is kind of the exact foil to Jin's overcalculating. Every everything is planned down to the detail. So like I. It did kind of feel lame to see her step into that trap. It kind of made sense <laughs> given both of their <laughs> characters. And she is kind of the one who also gets that gets to capture him in the end. Yeah, that's definitely true. I it, like I said it's not a, a a big deal by any means. Um and I think you got a f- definitely fair point that it it makes it makes sense in that way. Um Yeah, I think it's one of those things where even though it does make sense, it's such a common trope for like a female character to end up just being a damsel and being bait in some way that it does got get kind of frustrating even if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a very common thing to make the female characters impetuous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you'd mentioned helpless. tropey, Rebecca, and that's where I found that's how I felt about Akali in a lot of ways, but both before and after reading the lore, I guess I would say. Yeah, like, um, which isn't always a bad thing. Um I true. don't really know. I still don't know how I feel about Akali, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Being uh after reading all of this. I guess let's go to the other short story, the leaving uh Waylay one, because this one's pretty short and I feel like we can tackle it pretty quickly. Akali is getting a tattoo and she's just just kind of like watching her assassinate someone. She was she assassinates a council who uh a councilman who has sold his people to you know the enemy for money. Um I I straight up thought she was going to accidentally kill somebody else because they really did set Akali up to be like you said impetuous and reckless. And I thought she was going to kill the tattoo artist <laughs> because she mentioned like creating smoke and then throwing the um, what kunai kunai? The kunai. Yeah. Um, I almost said shuriken. Like she's not. She does have a shuriken. Yeah, she throws that too. Actually, <laughs> I've never played a kali. I don't know how she works. I just get killed by her instantly, and then I get mad. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, so I was I was kind of pleased it didn't go that way. But also, it was one of those. It was another story that they added that didn't really add anything to her lore. It just kind of like showed us a scene of her life. I guess I liked it in that. To your point. It demonstrated mastery. It did. It's that's, true. That's something that I think, if if you were to take something like the comics in isolation, it does make a Kali look like a fucking chump. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tough because she's up against a master. In this one, it's it's. I like that they're showing like, okay, she's up against bodyguards, like normal bodyguards, and not even a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Just cuts through them. Yeah, this yep. was written by uh, Michael McCarthy, by the way. I just want to make sure I credit mm-hmm. um, from now on. But yeah, I did I did enjoy it. I liked how, uh, this is so random, but when you read fantasy, a lot of the times people still include, like, misogyny for some reason. But at no point where they like, you're a woman, what are you going to do? They, like, instantly, like, take out their swords. Like, oh, what the fuck do you want, lady? <laughs> and I liked that. It's a small thing, but you know, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole scene flows much better for it. You know, it it's true. Her yeah. just being kind of... In the, in the blink of an eye, just fucks these guys up. It's like, yeah, that's that's more her shtick, it seems. Uh, I wish we'd gotten more info about her tattoos. I was trying to figure find info on what they, a little bit of info anyway, on what they meant or what they might be. Uh, did you guys happen to stumble on anything, John? Um, not in terms of like their like what they symbolize or anything, but I know she does have like visible tattoos like on yeah. her body. But yeah, that's true, Mark. That's a good point. That would have been interesting to see why she has those tattoos because she's very tatted up. 
Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, is. I mean, she just loves to get inked. Maybe she just yeah. loves getting inked. It seems very right. painful based on the fantasy way they have to do it. That's true. Her bones, yeah. Yeah. Just digging into her with like fish bones. <laughs> it's well written though. Um, I did like it. If anyone's interested, yeah. uh, if you're interested in reading it, it's pretty quick. But it it just um, yeah, it just felt it kind of immerses you in the world a little bit, which is nice. Sure. Yeah, yeah. but. The big story is The Bow and the Kunai by Joey Yu. It's uh, written. Um, this was very long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely like borderline novella. Part. No, it's not. But <laughs> it's, it's definitely a good read. I feel like it. everywhere there were holes in all the rest of the story, I feel like this filled them in very nicely. It reads yes. like, like a story, and that's what's really different about it. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed like to story. like the, the bio, which bios always read like a synopsis of which, a character, yeah. which is which fine. Is fine. Like, yeah, and the other short stories we've gotten have just been like a kind of a blink in someone's life. They've been really, really quick. But in this, I felt like I came out of it knowing so many people, <laughs> which is <laughs> has been different from everything else. It's also mostly not from Akali's point of view, yeah. which is also yeah. really interesting. So this follows um, a girl named Faye. She's a young neophyte uh, being trained by the Kinko. Kinko? Yeah, which is, and neophytes seem to be the step right below Acolyte. Yeah, so they're kind of still in training. Uh, she's mm. about 13, um, but she is kind of looked up to by all the, all the other neophytes. And she's been taken in by Akali's mother, who we did kind of mention before. Uh, Akali's dad was killed when Zed uh, kind of took over. We're following the Kinko. God, why do I always want to say King Kinkos. Cow? <laughs> like a cow. I say Kinku. Yeah. Kinku? I think John I found out it was Kinko. Yeah. That's probably I, right. It sounds I looked right. up on, I mean, I'm I'm trusting Necrit on this one since he's kind of like the lore guy on, mm. on YouTube, but I'm, I'm just going with his pronunciation. <laughs> True. <laughs> Although I guess it's probably in a cinematic somewhere. I should rewatch a few. Possibly. Um, the Kinku, though, now are kind of in hiding and they're training a, a lot of neophytes right now, trying to rebuild their numbers, I guess. Akali in this story is about nine years old. Uh, one day, the Navori Brotherhood, they come back. Hey. Uh, hey. They appear and they seem to be on their way to the Kinko's haven, looking for people to kind of steal for their own army. Um, Faye advises the children to hide in the trees and make sounds of a gray owl, which is an ominous sign for the Ionians. It works, but the children uh, end up entangled in, like, a corrupted spirit tree. Is this a champion? I was trying to figure out. A spirit tree? Yeah. I don't think so, no. It's corrupted. For a second, I thought it was a scion. (laughs) Because they said that he was, like, in, like, the belly, like, this fiery Uh, belly, and I was really confused. No, I think that um, they do this a few other times too, but just in a few other of the smaller stories, like Kenan has one, and um, it's mentioned a little bit in Akali cinematic too. But um, yeah, they're occasionally the way they say is when someone dies, um, they'll go to like the spirit realm. If they die in certain ways, they become like rage spirits in the spirit realm, mm. and corrupt kind of living things attempting to pass over again. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, so Faye and Akali manage to help the children escape, but in the process, Faye loses a leg. Uh, when she wakes up, she blames Akali, uh, who kind of runs off in sadness, and Akali's mother 
uh, goes to Faye and promises they will find a way for her to walk again. Uh, it ends with Akali just kind of watching her mom bond with this other girl, um, which is a theme throughout the story that uh, Akali's mother has taken in someone else as her protege and kind of pushes Akali aside. And that's the end of the story. But it's it's very long. There's a lot more to it than that. That's just like the meat of it. Um, thoughts? Uh, uh, my mind was fucking blown to find out how old Kenan was <laughs> in that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one something I wanted to know in general was your thoughts on Kenan. Like, because I mean, he's your favorite. So like, what's it like to see him depicted just in this even? It was very uh-huh. cool. Uh, I, I think it, through the through his like in-game text, you always like he talks kind of like he's younger and like a child, and his his quotes are kind of like that. And his character is very playful. Um, but Akali kind of mentions like, oh, he's got the voice of a child, but he's got the wisdom of a much older person. And I talk about it's apparently been alive for like over two hundred years, <laughs> so he's like hella old, um, but he's still like the most agile of the Kinko order. And um, I really liked the relationship that he had with Akali, kind of like training her in agility and always kind of, while not outright saying anything to her mom, always kind of like hinting like, hey, you remember you've got a daughter, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's good at this too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's real, real good. (laughs) Uh, But I liked his character a lot. Um, They they make him badass. Uh, and that's hard with yordles. I feel like I have a really sure. hard time placing the yordles in a realistic-ish setting. Once Kenan got involved, I was like, God, I really can't picture this as like a real ass thing now. <laughs> and I was reading his dialogue and like trying to place the Kenan voice to the dialogue and I couldn't do it. That Every- was tough. <laughs> it was so hard. Sure. He just sounded like a Disney animal who had smoked like 10 packs a day for 100 years. That's like, every time I tried to imagine his voice. Yeah, much more like a Kung Fu Panda yeah. character than than mm-hmm. the in-game audio would have <laughs> you would believe. Yeah, but it was interesting to see his tie to Akali. I, I was unaware of that. And how much Akali admires Shen, even though she abandons him, we do get some parts from her point of view. And when she sees Shen, when he, when he appears, she's always, like, really excited and like, oh, my God, my buddy. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't realize was that they were actual friends. I kind of assumed there was always, always a, a distance there, and it would help explain, like, why she chafed so much at him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's fine. They kind of uh, mentioned in the bio that it seemed like Shen kind of let her go in a way. Like, she oh, did yeah. run off to go, like, kill bitches, but he was like, maybe she'll come back. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> the Shen approach. <laughs> but what do we think of Faye? Is she in? I'm very curious if you two have heard of her. She's got to so, be a, a future champion sometime, right? Like, right? that's... Right? So, okay. <laughs> they even describe her I want both, a Faye champion, Riot, please. Here are my thoughts. Okay. Let's hear them. I would be willing to bet that they have attempted to make her a champion mm-hmm. and couldn't find a way to do it without differentiating her from the other archers in game. I'd be oh, willing to booty. bet there are people pushing to get Faye in. <laughs> I hope so. I'd love that. I thought she was going to die with it being yeah. from her point of view. It, yeah. I felt like it made sense thematically for her to die, and mm. that's why Akali ends up taking over for her mom. But I'm curious if when it'll probably happen eventually but when they do get added like is she gonna have like some 
you know, Piltover and like some Piltoven or Zonite augmentations on the legs, or are they going to sure. find some like Ionian, uh, you know, more natural mm. uh, way to make her like walk or like more magical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, they'd probably have to do something like that for silhouette reasons. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's that's when I was reading that. And like I said, they described the bow as having a very specific, it was like longer on the top and short on the bottom. And I was like, man, I can just see the silhouette of this champion and how <laughs> she's not going to look like Ash. And that's like the biggest thing. It's like, this, she cannot look like Kindred or Ash. We got to make sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. possible. Sure. I, yeah. I, I completely yeah. agree. Um, just don't make her yeah. look like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We did it again. Like Kindred. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really like this. I, I think this is I, maybe my second favorite thing behind that uh, the Pastian field guide. Um, but this was the this was the <laughs> yeah. way, this was yeah. good in a very different way, obviously, um, given its length. Um, yeah, like you said, I think coming out of it feeling like you know a lot of people um, is, is a really good feeling to have when it comes to league lore. It's like, ah, oh, man, look at that <laughs> characters <Yeah>. and everything. <laughs> oh man, and I'm excited to get further into this to see like if these characters who are kind of bit characters in Akali's story, like, do they come back in other people's stories too? Like, are there connections like that? I hope so, because that'd be really cool, even if they're just, like, a cameo. Yeah. yeah. I'd be excited. I mean, most of this is from Faye's point of view, so you feel really attached to her by the end. But it's also really heartbreaking, because she sees Akali as, like, she kind of is aware that she's sort of taking Akali's place and feels bad about it. And she cares about Akali a lot, so... And and there was a lot of, like, pain when she woke up and she blamed Akali for losing her leg and then Akali ran off and she felt bad about that. So, like, did they make amends? Like, there's this whole point between Akali being 9 and 14 when she runs off. What was her relationship like? And the big missing piece here, like, it's very specifically stated that Faye is training to take over as fist of the shadow mm-hmm. from akali's mom and we know that that didn't ha- we know akali took over what happened yeah. in that <laughs> span of five years <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm it yeah i think if anything like you're kind of saying it leaves me wanting more yeah a lot more of some of these transformative or really impactful conversations and that's the first time I've felt that with any League Wars. Hey. <laughs> that's true so far with the, with the three that we've done. I mean, we're on the third one, so that's still exciting to get it that early. But Sure. Yeah. I will say that with Ari made me want to learn more about Vestaya in general. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, this is the first time where like I've been invested enough in a specific character that I was like, yeah, all right, all right I want to dig in there. I was and like, it wasn't even Faye? the main character. I know. <laughs> where is she? Where did she go? Akali's oh. mom, why are you being such a dick? You have a daughter. She's pretty cool. She hangs out oh. with a lightning bear. Yeah, he is. He is I couldn't think of cool. another name for a yordle. That was cute. I'm sorry. Dog? She's Pomeranian? Like chipmunks, really. Oh, chipmunks, yeah. yeah. They're kind of like big, big yeah. squirrels. Mm. Is that offensive? <laughs> <laughs> Any yordles listening to this, I'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I called you a Pomeranian. <laughs> oh, so talking about Akali's tattoos, reading this, I, I thought back on it and I did come up with a theory about the Ooh. tattoos. Okay, Ooh. so remember they identified the Navori who showed up in the story were identifying themselves using tiger tattoos? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's true. And at this, and at this point in Akali's you know, life, when she's getting the tattoo, she's probably she's broken from the Kinko. I'm never going to say that shit right. The Kinko. Uh, I think you got it. <laughs> hey. 
and she's probably you would think she probably leans towards the Navori, right? She wants probably pretty aggressive, militaristic. Maybe it's something that they do. Maybe tattoos are like a big deal. It's hard. To, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm not sure. John's now googling Akali tattoos. Yeah, yeah, because I was curious. What is her tattoo? Yeah, like what's the dragon? She's thing. got a lot of them. I was curious. So if she, oh, it's got a dragon. Because because oh. I knew it was some sort of animal. I was like, did, did she get a tiger? I no, would have no. been surprised if she had gotten a tiger because I think she agreed with wanting to take a stand against the invaders, but not necessarily to the level that the Navori Brotherhood did. Sure. Um, yeah, it's hard. In to fact, tell. I think she did encounter them in the Zed comics. Um, and she did, but did she know? <sighs> Did she know they they were there? You know, there's 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 layers of, of you know, people <laughs> lying and shit. I don't. Did she know? I thought that she thought they were just like a. I don't know. I don't remember the exact. Maybe I'm thinking. I, know, of I was gonna say. I thought she knew. Like I thought she referred to them like that, maybe. but I could be wrong. It, I think you're. Yeah, you might be right. Gosh, it's it's weird because she does show up a, a couple times. You know. Yeah, I feel like she'd this. approve of their goals, but not their methods. Probably. Probably they seem yeah. pretty pretty far gone, and they and they seem like a group that is does not care if you agree with their goals, not their methods. Like if you are in their way at all, like they gonna try and kill you. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were getting child soldiers in this in this story, <laughs> right? Like, so who's tied to dragons in League? Shivana. Maybe we'll learn about it in a million years when we get. Maybe to it's Shivana. an Aurelian soul. Maybe it's like a maybe he's like a foundational myth in Ionia or something. Aushin. Who's that? Which I don't know if they made us. It's not really. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right, obviously. Sorry. He's no, the one that everyone know. thinks like that. He was like a dragon character that was teased that got kind of turned into a Relian soul, but oh. um, was very different than what was originally teased as Aushin, and then they released Aushin as a little legend in TFT. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she got a tattoo of a TFT oh, character. Actually, that's Aushin. <laughs> that's what it is. I have a screenshot of TFT on my monitor right now. <laughs> John's really big into TFT. <laughs> well, we'll never know if that's the case. I think he was supposed to be a wind dragon as opposed to Aurelian Soul, who ended up being the, uh, you know, celestial dragon. <laughs> Maybe we'll get new stuff one day. Hmm. We'll have to have an Akali part two. Sure. Just about her tattoos. <laughs> You know, all the little side bits that we don't quite know right now. Yeah. Okay, so I think a little bit in this and a little bit in the bio talking about the Kinko, their their uh, ideals, I understood watching the stars and how that you know equated to uh, impartiality. And I understood um, pruning the tree. That's very, I think that's a very clear metaphor. But mm-hmm. coursing the sun was the, and, and even that whole idea of like, it's, okay, so it's, is Kenan a glorified messenger? I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick, but is that like... like it seems a little okay. bit like kind of that's what he does. That's kind of... That's yeah, what it sounded like. like. It, it seemed very much like... the Like when I was reading the description, I was like, okay, I get it. Like one observes, passes the observations onto the Kenan. Kenan would pass judgment. Whatever that judgment is would be carried out by the fist who would yeah. prune the tree or not, depending on Kenan's judgment. That's how it made sense to me, but the way they described it in the story very much seemed like Kenan was not passing judgment. Kenan was communicating the judgment to everyone, right? Which is it's... less cool. So in my head canon, that's not how it is. 
in my head canon, he's passing judgment and then communicating it out to everyone. In John's hot canon fan fiction. <laughs> I mean, look, I like that idea better. It's it it feels a little like they kind of had to retrofit it to like, well, Ken, well, Kenan's like really fast and he runs around. It's like, okay, well, what can he do? Well, he can't be the guy who passes judgment because that's what Shin does. And he can't be the guy who goes and kills people because that's what Kali does. It's like, mm, messenger? I don't know. I, I'm not trying to take away from Kenan. <laughs> it was weird because in the comic, they were very specific about, like the Eye of the Twilight was there and he was the only one of the Kinko order that was hunting Jin. And when they did finally catch him he very specifically said like it's not our place to kill him we can't pass judgment that's not what i do i'm the eye of the twilight i cannot true. pass judgment that's which true. leads me to believe that it is the middle person that who is is supposed to pass judgment so i don't know whether they just did a poor job of portraying kenan's job in the short story it might or whether be, there's just kind of that. conflicting <laughs> ideas maybe it kind of fell apart a little bit after the real leader because it seemed they kind of paint shen as like not knowing what the fuck he's doing he just seems like yeah um a little afraid and timid um in at least in the what was the story called phase story oh yeah the bow and the kunai yeah the bow and the kunai um yeah, so maybe just the roles were more clearly defined when Master uh, Kusho was in place. So yeah, it's possible. They got a little blurred when Kenan or when Shen took over. Mm-hmm. So things That's became true. less clear, and he became more passive. And... To be honest, it seems like a flawed and kind of stupid system, anyway. <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird that they would pick one, and like that's your, your like your what you train in, like as an as a neophyte. Like eventually, you say like I'm going to do one of these. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it is weird, especially when you have so many, it seems like so many humans in the neophytes and you have someone like Kenan as one of the head because like it makes sense. You can train to take over for the Fist of the Shadow because she's a human. She's going to, she has a normal human lifespan. She's going to die. She's going to need backup. But like if you have a whole group of people training to take over for Kenan who his been alive already for like over 200 years like <laughs> realistically you ain't taking that over in yeah your lifetime. that that spots his dog <laughs> senior assistant manager to kenan <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think about that this is random but i liked how they portrayed kenan being so fast there was a time that he's walking next to uh, akali's mom what was her name a uh, mame mame mayhem yeah mayhem and he's, he's very tiny, so you would think that he has to run to keep up, but because he's so quick, he has to run, like, in circles as he's going forward, which I found that a very funny visual. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was neato. <laughs> <laughs> I also had forgotten that he appeared in, was it the Awaken cinematic that he appeared? I think yeah. that was the first yeah. time we really get Kenan. I remember you being excited, John. Yes, it was. It was the first good time you get Kenan for yeah. sure. He like lightning he made, rushes in and like ults like it's dope. Yeah, it was very cool. I think you had like minor appearances from him in a very old Dominion cinematic. Yeah, and a and the ignite cinematic for Worlds. But oh, like wow. this was the first time you get a cool Kenan moment and a story <laughs> one. Like I said, yeah. I think it is hard to portray the Yordles in a way that's not like a Pixar film. And I think that's hard <laughs> sometimes because they sometimes their cinematics are really dramatic and realistic. And uh, when you throw a yordle in there, it just it completely throws it off. 
And it kind of did in that one, too. I like the Yordles. I, I, I guess I kind of disagree. I, I think the Yordles, to me, really are some of my favorite. I think when we get oh, to I them, love the Yordles, the they're going to be my favorite characters because they feel so, like, uh, they feel really Runeterra to me, I guess. They feel very like, oh, that's League is these Yordles. <laughs> I don't know. I get yeah. what you're saying, though, for sure. I think, yeah, I think just visually, they, they're a little cartoonish sure. when they appear. That's, that's fair. Also, to touch real quick, Akali has a few alternate universe appearances. Oh, no, John. She, as mentioned, is part of the KDA universe. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, but she then also used her KDA fame to spin off and form her own group, Giants. She's in Giants? Yeah. Wow. True damage? True damage, yeah. I was like, Giants is yeah, the sorry. song. No, the, uh, yeah, true damage. Oh, well, well damn, Akali. Shit. Rude. No, a side project. She's still yeah. in KDA. Okay. It's all love. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, so she put that group together. Um, she is also part of the Project Cinematic Universe. Mm, oh, I don't yeah. really love the project. So maybe there's like some lore there that I just don't understand. But there was some pretty cool. I, I read a few of the short stories. They're uh, pretty pretty. Because aesthetically, they're not my thing. Mm. Oh, I like them. I I didn't see anything about the short stories. I need to find. I need to go check those out. Oh yeah, there's one that's uh, God. What's the name of it? Um, she was listed as like a side character in it, and she wasn't. I don't think mentioned by name. Like it more focused on Project Vi, Project Vane, and Project Jin. They were mm. kind of the the main characters of the story, but it was kind of a cool glimpse into the universe of how like uh, everyone there is just like all of, like they're all augmented to the point where they're basically just AI and uh, but it was it was very cool mm. I, I dug it yeah but we'll huh. explore that more when we get to Jin yeah. he's the first one alphabetically <laughs> in the project series I guess Kali's technically the first well, one well yeah, he said she wasn't in as much yeah I think um, yeah a few of the early, yeah a few of the earlier ones are probably going to be in there pretty early um yeah. Any other uh, AUs in there? Uh, I don't think so. Actually, there was there wasn't uh, wasn't shocking. as many. You mean there's no like AU for her nurse skin? You know what? That affects our actual universe. She does show it. I mean, I guess technically speaking. Oh no. Nurse Akali <laughs> does show up in the the school one, the oh. the, the academy oh. uh, universe. She does show up as the school nurse for academy, and. Vlad has a big crush on her and keeps hurting himself so he can keep going to the nurse's oh office. My God, this is the most weirdo <laughs> fan fiction ever. But then one time he goes and Shen MD is there instead. Your Dr. Shen is there instead. Oh. It's very disappointing. It's a damn shame. <laughs> that spurred a different alternate universe. Let's ship Vlad and Shen. <laughs> Some coffee shop AU love. <laughs> all right any any last thoughts on akali um i dig her yeah you do yeah. like playing akali yeah she's fun she's my style oh man yeah. i, I, I like... love not having her on the enemy team <laughs> i like having you play her yeah you're right i yeah i think uh when i first started playing league i I was looking, I, I mean, I didn't have all the champions, so, like, I had to use whatever was on free rotation, because they also refuse to spend money on games if they're free to play. <laughs> um, 
So I had to play what was on free rotation, and the first champion that was a ninja was Shen, and I was so excited. I was like, oh, fuck, yes, a ninja, finally. And if you've never played League, Shen plays as, like, a big tanky boy. Not John style. Was not (laughs) ninja-like at all, and I was so disappointed. And then Kennen and Akali came on free rotation shortly after, and I was so excited. What's funny is you don't play Zed with all of that. Right? You do love assassins, and you love the ninjas. Yeah. All right, next time we play Aram and Zed appears, you have to play him. I think, so, all right, I've done that. He's going to talk out of it. My problem <laughs> is that I play so much LeBlanc, and <laughs> Too now, good LeBlanc, that's a problem. LeBlanc, it's a... she W's forward, and then if you're in trouble, you hit W again, and she zips back. Shen throws his shadow forward, and you need to take his shadow, but once you take it, you're there. You're not popping back to your other shadow. And I fuck that up all the time. I'm always like, I'm going to attack. Flash. Oh, no, I can't get out. <laughs> Maybe you need Yone then. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, what you should be doing is throwing your shadow backwards and then walking into uh... the enemy team and attacking and then zipping back to your shadow. But, like, I'm so used to LeBlanc, it just, I fuck it up. You'll figure it out, honey. Now, what you do is you re-roll Zed and then you yeah. play LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah, more accurately. That's why I would always re-roll Zed every time. We almost exclusively play ARAM, by the way. <laughs> almost. As, well, I guess TFT doesn't count as ARAM. I don't play TFT. <laughs> yeah, me either. Real quick, the Kinko, they walk, They talk about them walking between like the spirit world and kind of being like uh, ghost cops. So I call them inner poltergeist. <laughs> ghost <don't> cops. <laughs> Wait, what did you call them? Interpoltergeist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wrote that down. I was proud of it. So I... You know. <laughs> So from now on, that's what we have to refer to the mess. No, I like Ghost Cops better at this point, actually. Ghost Cops is fun. I mean, it could be both. You don't have to choose, Mark. <laughs> it was very Avatar-like. Yeah. Mm. Especially, I mean, I, I skipped ahead and read one of the Kenan short stories, but that one was very too. Avatar-like. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we've got a while before we get to Kenan. I'm not going to talk about him. I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything important for Kali. He's foundational in her, you know. It's true. Upbringing, yeah. I guess. Unfortunately, we have a little while, I think, before we get back to the ninjas. <sighs> That'll be good. It'll, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's true. And by that, I think you mean we're going to forget all of this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be like, wait, who are the Kinko? The what? <laughs> oh, ghost cops. That's right. Yeah. Interpoltergeist. Yeah. Who the fuck is <laughs> Faye? <laughs> cool. I, so that's that's our... That's everything you need to know about the rogue assassin Akali. Not true at all. Please read the short stories. They were pretty fun. Um, but that's going to do it with our discussion. Uh, John and I have another podcast that we do where we uh, watch the highest rated movie and lowest rated movie in a franchise.